Good morning. Praise the Lord. Let's do Acts chapter 28. Um, <coughs> thank you for uh, being so patient with me <coughs> as I'm in the middle of all my miracles. Um, I don't know how else to say it. You know, I just know that God's a healer. And um, a year ago, I had a heart attack. And, um, and, and now the Lord's attacking my heart with goodness. And so all I can say is I'm, I'm getting better every day. Um, I'm, uh, the devil hates me, and that makes me so happy. <laughs> the devil can't stand you. That should make you so happy to know that hell hates you the way that hell hates you. I got the word for you today. Man, hallelujah. I'm so glad to be here today. I, there was a time I thought, I'm never going to see these people again. Uh, of course, Eric wouldn't let that happen. He tried to come to Cleveland. I'm like, leave me alone for a couple days. <laughs> me and Tom, 14 other people are coming in a Volkswagen. They're going to come out like clowns to the circus. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, take it easy. I'm, I'm going to make it. Just give me a second. I, I, you've shown me so much love. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to. Just thank you. Just thank you very much. Uh, Acts 28. Um, I was hoping it might be up there in NIV because I didn't have an internet connection this morning. I left my notes sitting in the driveway in Cleveland in, a dry, in my iPad. So I was so excited to get here yesterday. I packed my luggage and everything. I got out here. I got to the car and I thought, I don't think I put any pants in there, <laughs> which, which can cause a problem in the pulpit from time <laughs> to time. Um, so I ran back in and got some drawers. I threw those in the, the suitcase, but I left my valise sitting there with my notes, and so thankfully I have this message hidden in my heart, so it's also now on my phone, but my phone is, but it's in King James, so this should be great, Cleveland Public Schools <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and King James. Uh, verse number two, 28 verse two, and uh, the Bravis people showed us uh, no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the bar barbarians saw that the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live." <laughs> Why all that? <laughs> and he shook off the beast into the fire, and he felt no harm. Howbeit, they all, uh, they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. This, I, I know every, I've been to this church. Um, <laughs> um, I thought this is great. Paul is trying to do a work for the Lord in chapter 27 his ship wrecks and the Bible says that many of them made it to shore with a plank under one arm and swim in the other backstroke <laughs> and they're just and it just amazes me when bad things happen to good people I wish that were not the case they lied to me the night I got saved if you don't get saved right now, a train could run you. There wasn't a train for 20 miles. 
But they had convinced me there was a train being built right outside of the steps of the church, and there'll never be another problem because Jesus is Lord. And how many of you know the problems have increased since I've taken on my walk with the Lord because hell hates me. And that is the greatest thing you should know today, that hell is so afraid of what you're going to become that it wants to stop you today from becoming what God's called you to be tomorrow. Hallelujah. Often I think about, you know, Mark 4 when the, 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 the madman of Gadarene, you know, he was there and the, Jesus, this is the first time Jesus is ever going to speak to an audience that's not all Jewish people. He goes across the lake, he gets there, and there's the only person to meet him is a naked man. And I thought, I have weird services, which, which I'm glad we got the offering before I got some things to tell you today, uh, because I was worried that, well, I have some crazy things to tell you today, wonderful things that the Lord is doing. And um, the guy, Jesus gets there, and the guy's just, blah, 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 he's all messed up, and he comes he's running around. The Bible says, so they chained him up. I thought, this is the oddest thing you would do with a naked man on the shore of your city. What should we do? Let's chain him up. So when people get here, they'll know, hey, it's Demon Daryl. And not, not to be confused with Daryl and his other brother, Daryl. <laughs> but this would be the third Daryl. It's the one they don't put on stage very often. <laughs> because of his lack for pants in the pulpit. And as you can see, there's a reoccurring theme throughout not much has changed. You can see my humor is still good. For, they said, let's leave the junior hires in here so that someone will laugh at his idiotic joke. <laughs> this man gets delivered, remember? We are, we are uh, a legion, for we are many. Jesus cast the demons out, and the Bible says they came back to him. They found the man sitting there clothed and in his right mind at Jesus' feet, and they were afraid. I always thought it was funny that a naked man with a legion of demons who lived in the cemetery didn't bother them. They're like, oh, that's demon Daryl. You rascal, you. <laughs> well, watch out for you, Mr. Munson. And he's just kingpin. And he uh, always amazed me. But the day that he's delivered and he's clothed, they're afraid of him. Hell doesn't know what to do with you when you are delivered. Religion doesn't know what to do with you when you are delivered. It hates a delivered person. Hallelujah. Because a delivered person cannot be controlled. So he, Jesus goes to leave, and this guy's like, I'm going with you, Jesus. And Jesus says to him, you stay here. Why? Jesus goes back to that island a year later, and 4,000 people come to hear Jesus. The first time, Demon Daryl's the only one who shows up. You won't find that name except in the book of Bob. <laughs> but the second time he shows up, 4,000, because one man touched an island with his message of missionary work that said, I'm different. Nothing is a greater message than you saying, I've been changed by the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. And when bad things happen to good people, you've got to know that God is still in control. So a few weeks ago, somebody stole my truck. I don't know if you know about this or not. So, um, so um, it, it just 
stuff happens to me. I wish it didn't. I hope that what's happened to me in the last decade is enough for the rest of the years, and I can preach these next 40 years without all this trouble. But this was a crazy one. So I heard the garage door going up in the middle of the night, and I thought, gee, that's funny. I'm not sleeping next to the garage door opener. <laughs> so running outside, and, and uh, I had packed the truck that night because I had to leave the next morning like the crack at like 9 a.m. And so <laughs> those of you that know me know I don't, that's early for <laughs> reconciliation. And so I, I heard that thing going, I go running outside there, and they're, I'm like, hey, and they're shooting at me, and I reach in my back pocket to, for my NIV Bible, which happens to be also where I carry my 9mm, and in that, <laughs> as far as you know, that's a joke. And, uh, and um, my truck is gone. All my equipment, everything is gone. I got the truck back, equipment's gone, and, uh, and of course had to cancel that weekend. Was off the road again for another four weeks until I got the truck back and, and everything like that. And the insurance fixed it, a few thousand dollars of, um, that I had to borrow from, <laughs> from bad people. Um, but um, there comes a time when just like the viper, this stuff happens to you, you've got to shake it off. Somebody say shake it off. You shake it off, and I, so I was, you know, there comes a time, you know, you're like, man, this thing is about to end. I can't stay on the road anymore, you know, um, it, I mean, um, you just, I, I, Lord, what am I going to do? So I filled out 31 job applications, and um, this, this, this long gap in the history of my job resume of just serving the Lord and preaching the gospel under bridges and in barbecues, bat mitzvahs, and backyards has left me with not a whole lot of jobs that I'm able to get. By the way, I'm not so good with keeping a job anyway. And so, but I went down to this one bar, one restaurant, in case you don't like me going to bars, I went down to this one restaurant, and uh, because he hasn't written the check yet, so I was at a restaurant, uh, and so I'm in there, and I says to the owner, I says, Jay, I says, um, you know, I, I've done this kind of work for over the years because when my dad was bad sick before he passed, put in a lot of years in the restaurant business, and I would preach on weekends and run shows. So he said, "Well, let me let me talk to you for a second. He says, "Shrecky," he says, "There's a rumor going around about you." And when they say this in the world, it's usually good. Oddly enough, when the elders say this, there's a problem. <laughs> Shrek, we need to see you. There's a rumor going around about you. Okay, I'll meet you right there. I'm like, feet don't fail me now. I just go the other way. How much trouble can I get into? <laughs> Satan's always trying to beat me up. I don't, I don't have any time left. I'm too busy fighting hell with a squirt gun filled with gasoline. I don't have a lot of time to get in trouble. And so uh, this guy goes, I heard you talk to God. I go, well, don't we all talk to God? He said, right, I heard God talks to you. <laughs> I said, well, I said, I feel like God talks to me. It's a hard thing when you're trying to explain the prophetic to a person who doesn't know anything about, have no idea. He, so you just, I try to take the gift of the Lord and put it in a vernacular that a people where I'm from can understand. Like, um, so I said, well, don't we all hear from God? I mean, like I said, his wife was over there. I said, like the day you met your wife, didn't you know that that was going to be the woman that you were going to marry? He said, yeah, yeah, I understand. But I heard you told that one lady over there that her son was going to have a miracle healing 
and you didn't even know he was sick, and that he came out of the hospital and was miraculously healed. Is that correct? I said, I said yes. He says, do you have anything like that for me? <laughs> Immediately, Rev, I'm taken into this vision, and I see the bottle of Jack Daniels, old number seven, and it's got the old guy on there with the big mustache. I, it concerns you that your guest minister today knows what the bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> looks like this much. And, um, and so uh, I'm, not, I'm not a drinker. You do what you want to do. I'm trying to get to heaven under 250 pounds. <laughs> and it's going to be a photo finish. And <laughs> right around 248, 249, kill him now. <laughs> and um, I am not trying to be drinking. And you do, you, you do what you do. You work it out. And so I said, the Lord's telling me that there's, <laughs> there's going to be a shortage of Jack Daniels. He says, you're an idiot. <laughs> this is usually the greatest thing someone can say to you when you're prophesying. Or when somebody says, I'm not sure that's even God. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> because I want to deliver the kind of word that no one else has ever heard before. It is one thing to get a word that somebody else is hearing and someone else has said. It's another thing to hear something that no one else has ever spoken before. Hallelujah. And I said, I see that. And you, you better stock up on Jack Daniels. That, I, this is terrible. We shouldn't record any of this. And I know it. I know it. I didn't know where else I could tell it. But you bunch of drunks in here for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit drunks is what I'm saying. Be careful, Bobby. I talk to myself a lot like that. One guy at one church, he says, you know, we could cast that out of you. I says, take it. And then who would I talk to on these eight-hour drives? <laughs> Casting everything out, work on your own family. And so, <laughs> and so uh, a couple weeks go by. I walk back down to the restaurant. It's less than a mile from my house. And I don't have a vehicle, so I'm going to get a job back in the restaurant business. Cause, you know, I'm trying to keep my house. And it, you know, just, there's no money, you know, you just are trying to eat. And um, anyways, um, he says, hey, I, I got to talk to you. I said, did I get that job? He goes, oh, no. He says, but, <laughs> he says, but, you remember that thing about Jack Daniels? I said, yeah. I said, the one where you called me an idiot? He goes, yeah. He goes, we've called seven distributors the last two days. We can't get a bottle of Jack Daniels anywhere. There's a national shortage on Jack Daniels. <laughs> whiskey sour mash and he said why would God care about whiskey I said he doesn't he cares about you he cares so much he says Bob if I would have bought all that Jack Daniels then I could be charging $20 a shot instead of $3 a shot I said well I'm sure that's not what God was after but God wanted you to know that he knows down to the very details of your plus and minus your loss and profit statement what God wants to do for you he says Oh, my God, I need the touch of God in my life. Will you pray for me? I said, call your wife out. Here come his wife, his two daughters. The place is packed. We're sitting at the end of the bar uh, restaurant, and um, their hands are lifted up, and I'm praying for these people, and the Lord is moving. All four of them come to the Lord Jesus right there. And I thought, had that truck not been stolen, I wouldn't have walked down to that restaurant. To get that job that I didn't get. Uh, <laughs> but to pray for these four people. 
come into the kingdom of God. That sometimes when the bad things happen to you, you've got to shake that off and look for the thing that God wants to do in the middle of all this thing. You're in the middle of a miracle. You know, the thing about the viper is, the viper's fangs hold back in its mouth. And when, right before it goes to bite, they come out like this. Pastor Tom, would you lift your hand to the Lord? I tell you in the name of Jesus, this morning as I prepared in the spirit, I saw the venomous viper trying to latch itself onto you. I say to you, over you and your family, in the name of Jesus, the venomous viper will have no effect on you, says the Lord. That this thing, whatever this is, that has come to discourage you and cause you to say, I'm, I'm not even, they don't even care whether I live or die. Listen to me. You are, you're in a moment of cleansing. And God is using you to cleanse the ministry. And God says if you'll keep the standard that he has called you to keep, when that viper comes, you'll shake it off in the name of Jesus. You're setting a new, a new place in the spirit where you're teaching people to shake this stuff off. It would be easy now to just roll over and let someone else take over. But you cannot because you cannot give up and let there be a vacuum of the mantle that God has called you to carry, Pastor. And we release over you now in the mighty name of Jesus the call of, of, of tomorrow that it would hit you today by the holy presence of God. Young brother in the second row, you got a white shirt on with a V-neck. Would you lift your hand? Yes, would you stand up, please? The presence of God is on this young man. The glorious call of God is on you mightily. Young brother, I'll tell you by the Spirit of God, if you will carry on in the worship that you're, you're called to get into, there is a worship spirit about you. There is a plan on you. There's, I heard a lot of basketballs and football. I heard sports around you today, too. But you're going to have, have this tremendous blessing in worship. The sound of God is on you. The writer is inside of you. So you've got to release this artistic uh, fragrance that is about you so that when people come near you, they smell this call that's on your life. They recognize this call. And I release over you now by the holy presence of God the baptism of a brand new day. Glory be to God. The baptism that calls you into being the man of God that you're called to be. Hallelujah. Miss Shelley, would you and your husband stand, please? I bless you with the powerful name of... All praying, please. Keep the room right. I bless you with the powerful name of Jesus. You know, you're not just called to do these announcements. There's ministry in you, Miss Shelley. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. Because some places, you know, they, they, don't, they, they wouldn't receive a woman minister. But you're called to minister this gospel. And brother, the call of an assignment of God is on you. And we bless the two of you in the name of Jesus. Because you're attracting attack, but you're attracting the glory. Hallelujah. A lot of people always say, man, there's like a target on your back, but there's one on your chest too. And that one is from the glory of God. And we release the glory of God over your life. That there is going to be a, a move of God where the Lord is going to anoint you to speak into the lives, Shelley, of a younger group. And these kids are going to see the, the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And there is going to be a fresh move of God even amongst the young group. These young children are going to operate up in the glorious presence of the Lord God. That the powerful name of Jesus is going to be, going to be released through the children. And Lord, we release over the children this day in the name of Jesus. 
a fresh anointing. Glory to God. Even upon them today in their classes. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Spirit of the Lord, baptize a place with the glory of God. And I pray over this house, Lord. I pray for this hundredfold return. Brother Samuel, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Because I know that when God called you to carry the mantle, to lead a prophetic team, glory to God, how hard, how heavy this mantle can be. But I bless you with the powerful name of Jesus right now to strengthen you, to move into the next place, glory to God. And I pray that God would now release visions and dreams. We pray that through this entire place, visions and dreams, glory to God. And upon brother, brother and sister Julson, we bless you in Jesus' name. I'm so blessed to see the church honor Miss Connie today. And we honor you and bless you because it is this kind of eldership, hallelujah, that has allowed it to when you walk up here, so easy to prophesy, so easy to preach, so easy to worship. Glory to God. And Ashley, today, in the name of Jesus, there's a sound on the team today. Like, I'm always amazed. I love coming here. Rev said to me today, he said, Pastor Eric said, you know, you always bring a guitar and play. I'm like, what would I play for here? Like, I'm so drunk in the Holy Spirit by the time they're done. You thought I was bad before. This isn't going to go anywhere. But where you started us from today, glory. He's speaking right in my face. He makes my nose itch. Face to face with God. Hallelujah. Though he slay me, I will serve him. I tell you what, I've been close to death many times in this last year. But I will tell you, I will serve the Lord with all my heart. <laughs> I don't believe it's his plan for me to die. Thankfully, the people that stole my truck can't shoot straight. Ruth <laughs> But I tell you, I'll serve the Lord in, der in perilous situations. I refuse to give up on him. But Ashley, I bless you. What you did here today is going to have an effect in your family. Because I, I've, I know that you carry the presence of the Lord, and I know you love the Lord. But what was on you today is different. What was on you today was, was in another realm. The burden of the ministry is upon you. The burden for the family is upon you. I see it heavily upon you. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And pray that God would write through you. Sweetheart, is this your daughter next to you? Oh, my goodness. I thought, who is this supermodel sitting next to her? It's good to see you under the presence of God. Sweetheart, I bless you. But what God's going to do now, the writers are coming forth out of this church. The songs that no one else has ever sang are going to come forth out of this body. And we release you, honey, to do the work and the writing and the, and the glorious presence of God. Write as the Lord has given you to write. Hallelujah. Sit in your bed and sing songs unto the Lord. Put them on your phone and sing it right in there. And the next day, get up and Mom, do we have something here? And come under the presence of God. And I bless you with that. Praise be unto God. Come on, hang in here with me. You know, when that thing comes on you, 
and hell tries to stop you, there comes a point you just got to shake it off. Somebody say, shake it off. It's too important. But when you, you think you're doing a good thing, Paul's just about been killed. And he gets there, and now they're like, oh, God has spared you. He's like, yeah. He says, God must be with you. Let's build him a fire. They're building him a fire, and he's helping to build a fire. And when he, when he reaches in for some sticks, a snake puts... How come it is every time you get on fire, it seems like hell tries to fasten itself to your arm? The fire draws the snake out. And you say, I'm under such attack. Why, does, why would God let this happen? It is hell telling you how afraid they are of you. It is Satan telling you, I'm so afraid of you. I'm trying to knock you off your perch. I'm trying to remove you from the presence of God. I'm trying to release you, get you out of the glorious presence. Hell is trying to get you away from the promise of God. And every attack is hell tipping its hat to you saying, you're too close to your promise. You're too close to your promise. And you've got to start shaking that thing off, man. It will keep you under. It will devour you. If you sit around and wonder, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? You need to start saying, what did I do right? You can't believe how many places I've lost. Um, I kept telling Pastor Eric, I'd say, I'd say, Eric, man, I, uh, I hope I don't lose you guys, too. Um, I, you know, sometimes it's the plan of the Lord to lose places. I don't know if you understand that. Not every door that's open is a good door to go through. Um, this is, uh, I, don't, I have about two churches left, this, this one and uh, one, one other one, um, and um, I just don't have churches left. I'm just doing parachurch ministries, yards and basements, and, and uh, this is my 45th year of preaching and praying and prophesying, 45 years of it, bro, and I spend 20 nights, 15 nights uh, a month under a bridge praying and prophesying to people who are living under a bridge. Um, I did five funerals this week. Uh, I did 29 funerals in two weeks just a few months ago. Um, people are, the opioid epidemic in my neighborhood is uh, not, in my, not in my state, in my neighborhood. is so bad that when a bad batch gets on the street and it's mostly fentanyl, they're dropping like crazy. They drop like flies. They're they're gone, and I am the representation representation of Jesus to a people that live under a bridge. Now, I, I certainly, when I started this, when I was thirteen, I thought um, every week Kenneth Copeland gave a jet to Jerry Savelle, and Jerry Savelle gave one to Jesse Duplantis, and. Everybody had jets. I just knew that somebody was going to give me a jet any time that week. <laughs> and now, if I have $10 in a Taco Bell card, I can drive to California if you like. Let's just go by faith see what God will do. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't have an answer for the way I do it. Um, a lot of you couldn't, couldn't do it because you have a family to take care of. If I had a family, I, I, I would not. I would not put them in a situation like this. Um, this is at not at all comfortable. This is not at all, um, you wouldn't look forward to this. 
But I just know if I can get where God called me, if I can get my face in the place, God's going to do something. And so when I lost my voice last year, I lost my voice for seven months or two years ago. Um, I tried to learn sign language. And I thought, I'm going to become a prophet to the deaf. And that turned out, whew, the Lord is just talking right in my face. I'm sorry. It's just the way that it goes. It just gets all in my eyes and face. And, whew, you can just smell him here today. Hallelujah. And um, I thought, I'm going to preach the gospel. And that didn't, didn't do very, very good. One time a friend of mine, I met this Puerto Rican girl that I really liked, and I asked him to give me some words to say to her in Spanish. And he told me something to say, and she punched me in the nose. And so I think my sign language was right at that same level. Um, I had more people mad at me than there were getting saved. When the enemy gets mad, you have to shake this thing off. And I'll tell you in the holy name of Jesus, you cannot stay where you are. You've got to come up higher. You must let go of what was and become the person that God's called you to be. Hallelujah. It's so very important that you just die out to what you were planning on being. At the end of 45 years of ministry, I never thought I'd be hearing people call me Shrek and I'd be staying up under a bridge. Hallelujah. I used to take coolers of sandwiches and pop. They stole my coolers. And now if Subway, if I buy two sandwiches, sandwiches they, they give me four, and I cut them up, and I take them under there, and I got a case of pop or water and some muscle milk. And the police, I got arrested. Uh, I still don't have a record, but I've, I've been arrested several times. Um, I was arrested because I was under there giving these people toilet paper and water and toothbrushes and toothpaste. Now, there's 40 people live underneath this bridge. Brother was a heroin addict, and I buried him without a head. And I tell you, in the name of Jesus, um, I, I got enough problem with Dairy Queen. Okay, whether I'm never going to try to drug, I don't need no drugs. Dairy Queen and I have a hard enough trouble. <laughs> and just because I'm not on the road preaching somewhere, doesn't mean I'm not going <laughs> to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I didn't do this for the offerings. There's not a whole lot of offerings underneath the bridge. <laughs> But you have to understand, when you, when you don't see my schedule, me out somewhere, it's because I'm probably doing 16 nights in a row underneath that bridge. We've seen hundreds come to the Lord Jesus. People say to me, what church do you go to? There is never, what church do they go to? There is never a greater um, question out of the mouth of religion than what church do they go to. You have to understand in this day, we have got to translate these people not from the bridge to a church, but from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Transient people, we have no way to get them to church. And God forbid there wouldn't be a church come and help us underneath that bridge. I got this thing locked up. I was reading in, um, you remember when David was at the cave of Adullam? The Bible said all those that were gathered there in that day were discouraged, in debt, and depressed. I thought, that's the church of Shrek. Everybody out here is discouraged, depressed, and in debt. And I just, and they're just depressed. And, de and I come and I got a guitar, you know, and I'm under there playing and praying and blessing the people and calling out the name of the Lord. And, and um, when you see the stream, like their faces are so filthy, 
when they're crying, the, the tear just leaves a clean streak down their face, and I just hug on them. You know what I mean? And they haven't bathed, you know, God knows how long, because, you know, more important to live under there where they don't have to pay a rent so they can afford to go get a dime and, 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 and get high. And, and, you know, I'm not here cursing anybody that has, has that sickness, but I want to tell you, in the name of Jesus, I believe that the Lord still delivers. And I, I believe that, I believe that I've, I've got enough friends that, have, uh, that are involved in um, recovery centers that we can get some people set free if they'll go. But I believe there is an anointing that I have yet to grasp, brother, that I'll be able to lay hands on these people and they'll never, ever want to have a taste of that again. I, I, I know that, that was paid for by the powerful blood of Jesus, but I've not been there yet. I can't, I haven't got it yet, but man, I just, it's not going to stop me from praying. So I was, one guy had overdosed. I was at the hospital and they said, man, there is no brain activity. He's unresponsive. And are you, are you, who are you? I'm his, I said, I'm his pastor. I never thought I'd say those words again. I said, I'm his pastor. And, um. They said, I think he's, they think he's gone. And we prayed. And I don't know how it was that overnight this guy came to and tried to pull a ventilator out of his mouth and lungs. And he couldn't move his arms. He couldn't move his feet. And the next day he started moving his feet. And the guy comes out to me. He goes, man, what church do you go to? This is a doctor. He says, because you've had a miracle here. I'd like to come to your church. I said, you know over there off 150th underneath that bridge up under there? Recognize. <laughs> I wish I could get hundreds delivered and set free. I'm called to the broken. I, the, the street has never turned its back on me. Never. This place has never turned its back on me. But the street has always been there to give me a place to preach the gospel. The first place I ever preached was on the street, and it's probably the last place I'll preach. I only know to go try to get somebody saved. And when that viper puts its fangs in you, you must say in the mighty name of Jesus, I've got to shake this thing off because God's called me to get somewhere. Would you stand with me, please? I want to release over you today visions and dreams that you would open your heart. Hallelujah. Dear lady... In the back, you have a white uh, on, no sleeves. Uh, you have long brown hair. Yes, would you lift your hand way up high so we know who you're talking. Lord, touch this lady of God right now in the holy name of Jesus. There's an anointing on you to get breakthrough for other people. Hallelujah. I see upon you an, an anointing that you will lay hands upon a people, that you will bless a people that you'll pray for a people, and that when everyone else has given up on you, you won't give up on others. Hallelujah. That you have a strong, strong desire to stay with people. And Shelby, this young lady that came this morning, we bless her with the powerful name of Jesus. I thank God for you because this is such a powerful place that God would want to have you in. So we bless you in the name of Jesus, the very crux of where things go and happen and putting your fingers on the pulse of this church in the mighty name of Jesus. And now through this, would you lift your hands all around the room? Father, right now we release visions and dreams over the people of God. 
touch them now in the name of Jesus, that not one of them, hallelujah, would miss the opportunity, have visions and dreams, that as you awaken in the middle of the night, you'll record on your phone, you'll put down what the Lord showed you in the middle of the night. We pray now, open the realm of visions and dreams that you'll see in the Spirit, hear in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and that God will show you somewhere to go, somebody to do, somebody that you need to get to, somebody that you need to speak to, and we release you, hallelujah, we release you from the attack that Satan has put against you and against your finances. I believe that God is calling us out of our attack in the mighty name of Jesus. And this time, he's bringing us into a, a blessing, a breakthrough. And in Jesus' name, I want to lay down the viper that has bit me. Glory to God. And shake it off in Jesus' name. I want to lay down the past. Hallelujah. One minute they thought he was from God. One minute they thought he was a demon. One minute they thought he was God. People, I tell you, you've got to know who you are because you know who you are. And in the name of Jesus, I bless you. Sweetheart, in the name of Jesus, would you lift your hands to the Lord? I bless you in the name of Jesus, little one. I bless you right now that the holy presence of God is upon you. I pray that the glorious presence that you're carrying right now, that ability that wants to get you involved with people, that ability of God that wants to move you in to talk to the brokenhearted, that God is going to give you a, a word. You're going to speak right to those who have been suicidal. And I break the spirit of suicide, the very thought of suicide, the depression that wants to, to, to bring you down to ending your life. Any in the name of Jesus who are fighting that right now, we bust that up in Jesus' name and break your hold in the powerful name of Jesus. And we shake off in the name of Jesus everything that hell has tried to catch, to, to catch us with, and we release the glorious presence of God. Would you pray this prayer with me? If you're away from the Lord in any way today, give up your sin today. If you're having a trouble with pornography, if you're having a trouble with, 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 your, with any type of addiction, if you're having a trouble, you, you can't stop lying or you seem like you can't quit lying, Come on, come on, what do we got here? What do we got here? If you're having a trouble, if there's, a, if there's an affair uh, in a family today, it's time to get all this under the blood of Jesus. Would you pray with me through the house? Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and I am sorry for anything that I've done, that I've said, or that I've thought that has grieved your holy heart, and I am sorry. I confess the blood of Jesus cleanses me of my sin, delivers me, and heals my body. And Jesus Christ is my Lord in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this body of Christ and this house here. Lord, I'm thankful to be a part of the body of Christ. How I've needed this body. How I've stood, Father, and this body has stood for me. We pray now for a reprieve, amen, and a breakthrough for our lives and our bodies. Give us a soul-winning revival that stretches across this nation. And God, deliver us in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. Amen. Thank you for your time today, Pastor Eric. Thank you, Shrek. Appreciate it, buddy. Have you been encouraged? Well, before we leave today, I really want to ask you to pray before you leave. 
about sowing a seed into his life. I know maybe all you've already given or whatever, but uh, I just really want to challenge us to ask the Lord right now before we leave about putting something in the offering, texting something, whatever, just to bless Shrek. He comes on a free will offering, and you, as you know, he's been through a lot of stuff. I'm not asking you to give him your tithe. That belongs to the Lord. There's a difference between tithe, offering, and alms. And God is asking us as a congregation to give an offering to him. And I just ask that you would seek the Lord right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you have blessed us so much. You give seed to the sower. And so, Father, I ask in the name of the Lord that, Father, you would put it on all of our hearts on how we are to sow back towards Shrek, how we're to bless him as a people, Father. And so, Lord, we just thank you for the word that was brought forth. Father, we see that even in this house, there have been many, many serpents have tried to attack the body of Christ. Lord, this has been a year where the enemy has tried to kill, steal, and destroy. And so, Lord, we shake off the enemy, and we, God, press in to what you have for us as a people and what you have for us as a church. So, Lord, we love you, and we give you praise. And, Lord, we just thank you for who you are. So, Lord, I thank you for speaking to our hearts on how we're to sow and how we're to give. And, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Again, amen, amen. So, amen. So, if you want to, as you're leaving today in that basket back there, you can give towards Shrek, or you can as well do it online. So, please stand up with me, and we're just going to close out the service. Bob, also... The prophetic team did, if they, if you don't mind, they would like to, pr I know they prayed for you before the service, but they did have a little something for you before you leave, so make sure that they get to you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just uh, seal this service. Father, we thank you for the prophetic words that came forth. We thank you, God, for the word of shaking off the attacks of the enemy. I thank you for the words spoken over Lincoln. I thank you for the words spoken over Tom and Ashley and others, Father. And Father, we just want to speak a word over Shrek. Father, we thank you for this man. We bless him. And we say, God, we thank you for the last 45 years. But Father, I thank you that there is a season of transition and metamorphosis that's taking place inside of him. And, Father, you are going to do exceedingly above all we could ever dream or imagine in this man. So, Father, as a congregation, we now bless Shrek. Father, we thank you. Would you just lift him up? Would you just begin to pray in the Spirit for Shrek? Would you just begin to call on heaven for our brother? Father, we come against the attacks of the enemy. We, we, we say, in the name of Jesus, leave our brother alone. And Father, I ask that you would begin to open up doors in churches, that you would begin to open doors in parachurch organizations. I pray, God, that you would show him the doors that he's supposed to walk through, that, God, this is a year of transition and a year of increase. Father God, I thank you that you've called him to preach the gospel, to prophesy, to, to heal the sick, to, to cast out devils, to bring deliverance to the captives. And I pray, oh God, that you would begin to open those doors that have been shut, and that, Lord, you would help him in this new season, God, that you would prepare his heart, and that you would help him to hear your voice clearly, God, for what you have for him. And so, Father, we thank you for that, and we bless 
Bob Schreckenkoss, in the glorious name of Jesus. We bless you, Bob, and we love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, you guys have a great 